halfway through. He, he let us chit-chat a little. Well, he figured out, I think, that we... We were not we complete idiots, <laughs> right? That we did had studied on. We, we yeah. were aware of the subject matter enough to have a conversation about yes. it. So. <laughs> so let's do it. Well, well, uh, okay, <laughs> All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock, and that is Rob Elba. And we welcome you all here again. Uh, just a reminder: uh, Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh. You could become a patron of our show, and uh, it's uh, it's the thing for to as do. little as a dollar a month. You could support me and Barry in the uh, not really, but how it's, we, uh, in, we in, in, it, in the lifestyle we have grown accustomed to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have a guest, Barry, all the way from across the pond. So this is another Sunday afternoon we're doing because we have a guest. It is from no liquor. This is a pond. this is yes, sober a coffee. Podcast. This is a coffee. Oh, no, I've got. I'm drinking. I've got a cup of wine actually. Oh, oh well, you're, you're allowed because you. it's later there. It's yeah, right. fine. It's seven, later. seven p.m. there or something. All right. Well, that yeah. lovely that lovely voice you're hearing is not me or Barry. That is no. Katie Jane Garside. So, welcome to the J- the show, Katie Jane. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, singer, songwriter, uh, artist. Uh, so, uh, a lot of people know you. Uh, you were uh, the lead vocalist for Daisy Chainsaw and Queen Adrena um, and um, Ruby Throat. But uh, you just put out this thing. The project you're in now is Liar Flower, right? And yes. you just put out a release, Geiger Counter. And I will tell you, Katie Jane, I have been listening to it this week, and it is awesome. It is really good. That's very, very sweet. Yeah, I wish it was shockingly good because I expected uh, uh, when we set this up, he said, oh, she's got a new project. And I go, okay, well, let's see what this is going to be about. Right. But uh, well, it's really, it's really good. And, and it, it, how is it for you guys? Because you like just released this in April. And it's like, uh, were there shows planned? Were you planning on doing things? Because now I know everything's just uh, it's a hell in a handbasket. Uh, well, we were, we were kind of, you know, we actually haven't played for a long time. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. We did play last year. Just a one-off show uh, in London. So, yeah, we were, we were going to, and I think we, we will, actually, because we, yeah, as we were talking just before, we uh, live most of the time on a boat, and that's certain. We want to be full-time on a boat. We will get there, and we'll, we plan to go and become buskers in Portugal. I think that's the best bet for that's us at this point. <laughs> oh, no, nice. I like that. At, 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 uh, yeah, at this, at this junk, <laughs> juncture that we all find ourselves in. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, yeah. but we're not as, as great as that is, and all that is, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to tell what is the record that you brought to the table today, Katie Jane? Uh, 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 a record by Nico called The Marble Index. Yes. as And a very, it's for our, the records we have done, I would say it's as avant-garde as uh, anything else we've done. Uh, probably the in the same lines, uh, Captain Beefheart we've done, mm. and uh, mm. some Lizzie Mercier de Clos we did. But as uh, um, as being outside the bounds of traditional rock and roll, um, this record is uh, very much not that. Um, more of a modern. I think Kale said he thought of it more as a modern classical uh, album. Did he say that? <laughs> I believe he did. It's one of modern those records class- that that really you can't compare it. There's not many no. other things you could compare it to. No. Um, and it's, now, so Katie Jane, I was wondering, because this was released in 19, 
68. This was her second. Yeah. Obviously, most people know uh, Nico uh, from the Velvet Underground and Nico. She was on the, the first and she sang uh, some songs on there. Uh, but how did you, you're obviously, when did Nico, uh, did you first discover her from the Velvet Underground and then explore more of her stuff after that? Um, you know, I, I come from a, uh, I, I have like very little music musical background actually and so my, mine's quite happenstance and I obviously I did I was aware of Nico right. in the Velvet Underground but I found that CD in a bargain bin for three pounds <laughs> oh, and I, okay. I, I think I was just taken by the title by the Marble Index yes. and I just I, it immediately just asked why and so I, I bought it and, you know, the woman's extraordinary eyes yes, as yes. well sort of um, t- took me, uh, t- made, made me buy, buy that. And, uh, um, you know, when when I was asked or invited to do this, it was, I, I thought, oh, well, you know, I don't really listen to music in, in that kind of way. And then I suddenly remembered this record because I don't have a record collection. I never have had. Oh, really? But this record, yeah, it was, this was really just really totemic and really important to me from you know the moment I, I put it on um, and I, I just find there's there's just uh, such a undoing chaos <laughs> yes in, <laughs> yes I, I just absolutely you know I'm a lifetime meditator I've been meditating since I was 18 and really remind it sort of draws me like the um, sort of t- uh, Tibetan music Tibetan yes. monk music it's quite yes. that cacophony and chaos of everything colliding of heaven and hell all, yes. is, all, all is illusion I just I, it's timeless this record it's utterly beguiling and beautiful yeah it really is I mean it's it's it, it's it's sad also sad well, beautiful yeah, haunting haunting yeah and, and a lot of it alright so it's built well, around well Nico is often described as a chanteuse which describes the way she Sounds and the way she approaches her or her her craft um, as this very um, not cold but very uh, serious serious personality. There's not a uh, uh, it's very European, extremely European. Um, there's not there's no blues element. I would say in, in no, Lucas. yeah, I would agree with that. Right, and I know what you mean about the Tibetan music because. I'm actually a fan of that style of music, and um, it does have that quality of um, assaulting your senses in a way that's not painful, but is also revelatory. You, you, mm. if you really pay attention to it, it uh, there's it's resonating with parts of your psyche that are not ordinarily. Uh, engaged accessible yeah, yeah. it's a little I it sounds that, it's, it, yeah. could sound, it sounds soothing but also off-putting in a way at, at the same time almost the <laughs> that's, swirling. that's all right so what's the main instrument that she's playing is the harmonium harmonium yes yeah right. yeah which is i'm not even sure what harmonium is. harmonium's a handheld hand pumped like a pump organ so it's got that sort of throbbing uh Correct. sound mm. to it and john kale was noted to say that the harmonium was out of tune with everything with, else and itself and, and <laughs> itself and then she refused to allow it to be worked on or tuned so there is another off kilter element to this and it's not terribly out of tune but no. it is uh, it does have a um 
ancient quality like you would imagine hearing from it does ancient yeah music. it does so you so, i agree yeah so katie jane when you got this did it grab you like right away right you put it on and you were just like oh my god like it just uh, connected with you right away yes it did yes absolutely yeah and i i've uh you know when i say i don't have a record collection at what i what i always did listen to I grew up on a boat as well, so I always had the sound of the sea and that that chaos that that where there's 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 music within that chaos and um, being away from the sea, I would always listen to you know this is my my music would be uh, sounds sounds of the sea something <laughs> that would bring up sun. and 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 we're not talking about sea chanties we're talking about things that sound no. like the ocean themselves. Yeah, the organic set, the, oh, yes. the okay. actual yeah. tapes of tapes of nature. Yeah, okay. You know? And it gives me it just. And again, I will go back to that Tibetan thing. I was, I, I just, I, I, I did read something that Nico said. Um, you know, I think her, she was criticised or questioned for this music being, uh, you know, a, a horrible noise. Huh. And her response was that, uh, you know, to her. Pop music is a, a horrible it's a hor- right, noise. Yeah. <laughs> and listening to this I, album, I can't imagine why you would you would come to the conclusion that it was a horrible noise. But people do respond; no. they do react strongly to things that they don't, they've never heard before, and that they don't understand, and that they can't put into. Just like we're trying to to provide some context for this uh, this music. Well, human beings, I think, nat- naturally move away from chaos. Uh, uh, right. That's you know yeah. we want we want order and guilty, control. Guilty, I do. Then, <laughs> I was trying yeah. to avoid chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I love I, I, I love chaos. I guess I um, I seek it to, to uh, right. I, I don't I don't mean malevolent chaos, but right. to have everything uh, everything. Um, moving, folding, unfolding all the time. You know, that's the, the nomadic kind of thing like the constant. Yes, um, right. Keep moving new new horizon. Not Uniformity makes me very, very anxious. <laughs> <laughs> so this, so you could say this was built for you, this, this record was, was built for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, abs- yes. Yeah. And, and she, within it, her, she she is a priestess. She is, you know, she's conjuring. She's the hero's journey. She's, she's a, you know, she's a, she's, she's on a, she's on a journey. This yes. Woman. Right. Um, and she, she's us. She's, she's uh, a, a fearful, but not, but not, uh, but not being, but not. Uh, not being uh, what am I looking for she's not her fear is not annihilating her okay she's, she's she keeps moving through she's putting another foot forward yes but we should mention that the the circumstances of the recording of this album were noted to be um, that she and John Cale were and we should also mention that despite being somewhat dismissive of Nico uh, Lou and John both went on to work with her post Velvet Underground. And so mm-hmm. despite, you know, their sort of poo-pooing of her as, you know, just some 
European model who Andy brought in. and No, but they also realized that she was a real a poet and a real artist. They which did. She, she was. I mean, she she was a, a character. She was definitely I was going to say yes. But she, and, and she has this, this tragic thing, which I always read, which is it, it, sometimes it's hard for people to feel bad with someone that's so... Uh, her beauty, she felt, was a curse a, a for curse. her because that's yeah. what people saw. Yeah. First saw of her was how beautiful she was and how elegant, and she didn't necessarily want to, you know, want to accentuate that she had you know uh, i think other she went to, to she went to, to flat table. out say that she she disowned it she didn't want any yeah. part of of that and she was me and um, barry never had that problem it was not way. an issue for rob and i to <laughs> disown our beauty um but we should also you know she and john kale were according to the re- reports they were doing a lot of heroin when they were doing this record that that was the drug of choice yeah. during the recording of this and and actually, it, the producer Fraser Mo- Fraser Mohawk is listed as the producer, but it's pretty well known that John Kale was the producer. And, yeah. I mean, Fraser Mohawk just did uh, drugs with them. Uh, yes, but he and he was there. And but there, there's a really good quote by him, uh, uh, Fraser Mohawk, because the finished album was only 30 minutes. Uh, long, which is pretty short, but he said it, it was apparently as much as Fraser Mohawk uh, <laughs> mixing and sequencing could stand without starting to feel suicidal. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which right. I thought it's a pretty funny quote. But you, you didn't get, but Kim yeah. Jane, see, so some some people get that from this that it's just so, but you don't really get that from this record, though, right? I mean, there are it is dark. Not at all. Yeah, I didn't think so because it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't be a record that you would be so. Connected to if if it really if if it affected you so much that way. Oh, I think I think it's I think it's the opposite of that. Um, but I do think it's it, it's uh, it's asking the most serious of questions, which is you know what is consciousness? Yes. And and the, and what is it to what is it to see through these eyes? What is it? Um, and she she can be very she can be very tender in that in that questioning when it comes to like uh, Ari's song. Uh, oh song yeah, to her, that's kind of a heartbreak. That's kind of a heartbreaker. Just uh, yeah, her delivery. Yeah, we'll get up to that. But it's beautiful. It, it, it's it is beautiful. beautiful. Song. <laughs> it, so beautiful. It is. It is. All right, but let's get let's get into the uh, the record. We start. Um, we'll listen to the first two tracks. A little bit of the the opening is uh, prelude. It's really pretty. It's just piano and uh, a glockenspiel. So I think it's like a little instrumental to bring you into her when her when the harmonium comes in with uh, lawn the second song, Lawns of Dawn. So let's listen to a little bit of the prelude and then Lawns of Dawn. Thank you. 
attention to the record again this week was that the opening chord of Prelude, John Cale is a huge, huge Beach Boys fan, Brian Wilson fan, <laughs> and that opening chord is very much a Brian Wilson chord. It's oh, okay. it's um, like uh, one of, you know, something off of, uh, of uh, Smile or something off of uh, uh, one of the later pet sounds. Pet something. sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just all of a sudden I heard that. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's John Cale being a Beach Boys, a, John, uh, a Brian Wilson fanboy. And then of course it changed. You know, it becomes something totally different. But the the, the the first notes are are right there. So now, when you got this, did it have lyrics with it? Do you remember, Katie Jane? Were you able to read the lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, no, I never read the lyrics. I don't know if it had them there or not. I don't have that CD. Right. Um, but I, I just so I just looked at them today. Because oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I've listened to it, you know, and I've just, I've just allowed it to sort of totemically wash over me. Right, right. Although she's pretty, you know, with that, she's pretty good at enunciating. I think so. You could understand what she's saying. Oh, sure. Yeah, but I, I think I was just like picking out sort of. I don't know, key lines or not even really, I don't know. I just find the whole thing really trance-inducing. Right. Um, yes. And That's, yeah. So I'm just going with her, with the atmosphere, with him, with, with her and him, with he and her. Right. With what they're, what they're creating. Yes, and it was, uh, it was done very, this record was recorded over the course of a week. Like it, not it was not a long process yeah. of them making this record, right? Uh, they but that's probably the right way to, to do it, Katie Jane, because it seems like when she's she's throwing out like uh, internal, there's a lot of internal rhyming, uh, like my caresses, fiery guesses. So it's kind of probably not meant to just be read as a, as a linear thing, but sort of absorbed as a whole. Maybe the, the the musical poetry and the poetry that she's throwing out there. So you're probably correct. I would say the way you listen to it is probably the the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to this, well, um, it's you know, it's been with me for so many years. I've just, you know, it's yeah, been yeah. part of my journey, and it was only today when I thought, oh, all right, I've got to talk about this. I better like better <laughs> <laughs> find out what this, what you know, maybe there's now, something here I'm missing. Right? Uh, did you know that, like, in reading about it and doing research on it now, I. I I didn't know. I knew she was friendly with Jim Morrison, but I didn't realize oh, yeah, no, they were what a yeah, influence. No. But also, what an influence he had on her as far as uh, 
songwriting and, and that because she did this was her second solo record so the first one Chelsea uh, Girl right. is very different it's more of a it's, pop record yeah. or folk Oh, and, yeah, and sure. a lot of covers, and then uh, Jim Morrison sort of said well, you should be doing your writing your own songs, uh, which is great that he kind of. Uh, it's hard to believe Jim Morrison would, could be a mentor. To yeah, anyone. yeah, I don't know <laughs> the, pers- the popular perception of Jim Morrison here um, in the, in the states might be different than it is um, there, but it's he he does he gets a lot of um, sort of verbal abuse for his excessive um, sort of ego. You know, he was Jimbo. He became a this character that was um, a, a, a loudish, almost like a loud, loudishly yeah, singer. Right. But he was a poet at heart, right? He he was yeah. really a, a poet, or I guess he fashioned himself. A poet. Yeah. I, I, if I'd chosen a different, well, you know, I, I I'm a huge Jim Morrison fan as well. Oh, right. okay. Well, he okay. had a big influence on our uh, local buddy Iggy Pop as well. And um, who also <laughs> was, had a relationship with, uh, Nico. Nico. Well, who didn't yeah. Barry? Who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. So now we get, uh, the next song, um, haunting. Now this one, uh, this next one, you've got, uh, John Cale's violas, which he does his like, uh, um, over tra- overdubbed violas and it's viola viola what am I saying viola viola well, I don't know how to pronounce anything you, you're reading uh, you're reading the word in your head <laughs> that's it uh, but let's listen to it's it's really haunting though let's listen to no one is there From behind my window screen He is dancing down the sea In a cruise parody up in the air And no one is there All of them are missing as the game comes to a start mm. Yeah, so Kale, yes, is uh, when they, 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 you know, they throw around the words classically trained, you hear that and you go you know what does that even mean? And then you go, oh, it's someone who could who sit could down, do who could do that. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know what, uh, Nico? I've heard people give her the rap. The, oh, she can't really sing. Whatever. She sings the uh, hell out of this. I mean, this is beautiful. I, I, I think what maybe some people were put off by is that when looking at her, you wouldn't think that voice, that deep voice, would come out of that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, her. Yes. But uh, this is beautiful. She sings the hell out of this. It is, and she's. No one is there. She throws his songs up in the air. uh, And um, she talks about that uh, looking inside and finding just emptiness. Just nothing. Nothing. Exactly. And it's that she's the search for something tangible, something, a connection, something real, all is illusion. I I still always come back to that with her because I see that as the overarching sort of theme of the record. It is this, it is, yeah, um, that 
that uh, all is illusion. Uh, right. It's always yes. Happened, like a is it like that Buddhist? I, I would I doubt that was where they were thinking, but or, or where. But I, she strikes me as a woman that has no choice. This this is this is erupting out of her. Yes. Um, her artistry. She has no choice in her artistry. I, I, I agree question. with that because think about her and who with the who who she could have been and who what she could have decided to do other than being a, a an artist with a very singular vision. Right. Because she was an actor. She was an actor. She could have just gone on acting and done and the things parts, that you would yeah. have expected uh, um, her to do. And this was a very very different path. Uh, then. Yeah, that, well, that's not her. Now, uh, K- Katie Jane, when you got this, when you got this, had you already been singing and uh, performing? Were you already a, a singer and a performer? Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to kind of figure out what bit it was in. Well, I think it was probably post Daisy Chainsaw, pre Queen of Katrina. Okay. Almost, and now I'm thinking about it. I think almost definitely because I spent a good, uh, good few years on my own journey, searching, you know in the mountains for my for my voice and uh, uh, okay. I think it I think somewhere in there that's where where I where I got dug that CD out of the bargain bin um, right and yeah so yeah I guess I was probably in my my mid 20 mid yeah mid to late 20 20 Balance, yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, because I, I was listening and then I'm thinking, well, well, no, this isn't anything that I could hear an influence in your singing because you definitely have your own singular singing style and it's awesome too, but it's totally different. But uh, so I guess her influence on you was more just her, what uh, what she was saying with her art and her artistry and just her. Uh, well, you know, it's funny how these things come around because I, I just... Uh, made a marriage with uh, the auto harp, which also, and this really happened in the last couple of years for me, and um, and I can see that that's I'm aware that that is what happened for her with the harmonium. That the harmonium gave her her voice and her, right. mm-hmm. and it gave her. It was the tool that um, enabled her, and I found the same thing with the auto harp. So I, I'm I. Whilst I had never considered it really until today, um, I actually, I, you know, I walk hand in hand with her very much in terms of, of my, albeit I'm much older than she was when she found, uh, you know, the, the, her way with the harmonium. Yes. Um, but yeah. I feel that I got a very, I've got a kinship with her. Oh, in, nice. In, for me, you know, I'm I'm much older, but I found the auto harp, or the auto harp found me, and has really given me songs. And I can, I really think this is what happened. I'm just going with my instinct, my heart. Of, of, of uh, uh, but I think that's what happened for her. That harmonium was the thing that uh, gave her herself. Well, it suits her, her, her. It does. It suits her temperament and her. Uh, you, you can't, you know. It just it fits. There's a natural fit with her sound and the sound of the uh, of the um, harmonium. And the auto harp also has a its own distinct, um, s- somewhat um, haunting sound. You hear it in American uh, early country and uh, uh, country folk music. The 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 way the auto harp is played. Um, 
a lot of times with a, sort of a gospel overtone, and it does have mm. its its very um, moving sound. Um, it's, yeah, and it's really easy for non musicians to play, which I think is really. I think that's key as well. It is. You press a key. You press the yeah. The harmonium. Yeah. You really have to be able to play just like an accordion. It's basically the same idea as accordion, except it's uh it's uh flat like horizontal. Oh, it's horizontal, horizontal right? Yeah. 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 I play my my auto harp on my lap flat as well, and I just stroke it, strike it with my thumb, so it doesn't have the gang. It doesn't have the <laughs> oh, right. the um the, yeah. the sharp sound. It's yes. it's uh, more more uh, more watery. Yes. Um, but but I yeah the, I think for non musicians for people that are more that come from from uh, from the word first if you like yes um, I think these instruments are, are incredibly enabling um, to find your poet voice if you or find your music voice you know because you probably were writing you probably had the word and then you had then you had the sound you know then you yes, were right. Anyway, I think you probably get what I'm getting at. <laughs> yes, yes, no. we do. No, yeah, but that's uh, yeah. So that that's kind of cool that you that you just kind of realize that oh yeah, that I kind of found an instrument the way Nico found her instrument, and you have kind of a kinship uh, with her. Yes. Um, yeah, sure. All right, so we get to this next. Uh, this 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 one just breaks my heart. We were talking about Ari. Uh, so Ari was uh, was her son, Nico's son, with the French actor Alain Delon. Uh, he was born, uh, Ari was born in 1962. And, but DeLone, his dad uh, denied uh, paternity and, and Nico really wasn't cut out to raise right. him. So I guess he was raised by DeLone, even though he denied uh, paternity, his parents raised Ari. Um, but it, it, it's, what was there a quote? I read a quote about this. Um, it is, oh, it has been called the least comforting lullaby ever recorded. Oh dear. <laughs> And I just, I, I absolutely disagree. I with knew that. you would. I knew you were going to disagree. <laughs> I, I think I, if I could gift my daughter with that song, I, you know, I would be, I'd be, um, right, artistically very gratified. Well, I, uh, I guess it's where, yeah, I guess it's where you. Well, let's let's listen to a little bit of Ari's song, and then we'll dig into <laughs> lyrics. Let's listen to a little bit of Ari's song. It's 
beautiful, but it's not maternal. I don't know. To me, it's, it's not it maternal, maternal sounding. It's, uh, All right. I guess, see, what she says in here, now you see that, that, that only dreams can send you where you want to be. So I guess, see, I'm looking at it negative, like you're saying, well, you're never, only in dreams are things, are you going to, you know, it's only in your dreams where things are going to be how you want it to be. It's only in your dreams. It's not real life. Like, it's sort of like grounding, like you, you better get down, you know, into the ground that life isn't a dream. But I guess that's me, that's kind of a negative way to look at it because she could be saying, it, it, it maybe could be positive. She may mean it more positive. I guess. Well, I think it's, yeah, um, again, it's that all is illusion and um, life is painful and troubled and lit with immeasurable beauty. And I, I all is illusion, all right. is illusion. Yeah. You know, that's, I think she's kind of, she's telling him, she's giving him the key. No, I, 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 I think it's utterly beautiful. Okay. No, uh, I'm with you. I'll... Uh, I'll I was I w- well. Rob was talking about the negative uh, implications of of saying you of dreams and how you can only uh, be um, fulfilled in your dreams. But I, I was reminded mm-hmm. of that that Roy Orbison song, um, which has been used very effectively in some films. In dreams, in dreams, yeah, right. I walk with you, it, and. Um, It's she's she's giving him a um, a a farewell. I think is what she's giving him. She's saying, "I'm I'm not going to be, you know, the parent that is going to be a, a traditional parent, or I'm not going to be." But this is what I have to offer you is this kind of advice about um, what life is and what to expect from it. And I, I'll be I'll be frank. I, I don't think Nico was a, a, a happy person. I don't think she was happy with who she was. And I do think that was reflected in her in her music and in her career and in the way in the way her her life ended. Um, I, I think that she was deeply troubled and um, that that trouble stuck with her through her entire um, existence. And um, once she discovered that how m- people were affected by the superficiality of her appearance and couldn't simply couldn't uh, see any further than that. Hmm. I'm, I think, I think that's, Forgive me for saying this, but I think that's supposing quite a lot. Oh, okay. Um, oh, we, we do that. All, we do that all the time here, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will keep bringing it back to that same thing of like all of us when we look over the edge of the cup into the void and what actually is there and what is real, and we can make our judgments about motherhood. Actually, what is real? What is tangible? She knows that. Um, I, I I can't comment on her on how she is as a mother. Well, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about her specifically as a mother. I was talking about her as a her entire career and the way it. Um, she was associated with this 
this feeling um, was her was her presentation through her uh, through her life of the um, I, I want to what uh, like a Bergman film is what I think of as um, where she is um, continuously faced with this uh, the existential continuous existential crisis that just um, was not resolved for her. Yeah, I think that's right. But I'm not sure anyone can resolve it, actually. We can, we can bolster against it as we are. If we're very fortunate and fortunately born, we can be wrapped in the arms of love temporarily. But I think her question is broader than that. I think it, she is staring at the world and, and her songs are coming from that sort of echoless chamber. Yeah. The unknown. Right. Uh, with, you know, none of us know. Right. <laughs> what happens? I, well, the, the, or the, what it's all about. The, the, there's a quote that I re- I'm reminded of, and it's a, it's a Buddhist maxim that says, um, existence is unsatisfactory. And if you start there, then it sort of um, gives you um, somewhere to, (laughs) it gives you somewhere to start with what this all is. And um, well, what comes down to is if existence is unsatisfactory, then what is satisfactory is being completely dissolved or being completely destroyed. And that's the essence of um, the Buddhist search, the enlightenment. Or being in, in flow. Oh, yeah, which sure. Is, Ex- which uh, is, yes. which is, is the positive slant on annihilation. I, I agree. Uh, and that's where, the, where our music comes from. Yes, okay. Yeah, see, I feel like Katie Jane is always going to go to the positive slant of things. That's good. See, that's why she's a positive well, person, Barry. Me and you are negative I'm a, Well, I'm a, I, grew, you I grew up, I'm Southern, Southern Gothic. What yeah, can right. I say? Yeah, right. I, live with, I live with annihilation on a daily basis, but I do know that I want to live, so. Well, that's good, uh, that, yes. You know, you do. I'm getting so, that. You are very positive. So I found, I found my, 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 Oh, no, the, my alli- the annihilation. Oh, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate I'm not necessarily that. talking about the physical death. I'm just talking No, no, about I agree. Annihilation of self is in flow. There is no self in yes. flow. You are so that's you become you and the art are inseparable, or you and the thing that you, you are. You become doing. selfless. You become selfless. Right. And I do believe to talk about um, if we bring it back to Buddhism that that's that's you know, there's something there's something and frankly, useful in there. And I don't want anyone to take this as a pro drug statement. But the use of drugs in the creation of this record certainly did not hurt its quality in any way. And I would say that's sort of true with, um, I don't think it's sort of true, I think it is true with one of my favorite artists who is uh, Bill Evans, a jazz pianist, who was just a terrible, terrible junkie. But that drug gave him insight into the portrayal of feelings with the chords and the way the piano was played that um, well you're supposing again Barry well, like you Katie can, Jane said you were doing before I'm, I'm because not, maybe actually. he could have drank a lot of coffee and got that well thing. the truth is <laughs> you can listen to Bill Evans 
pre-heroin. Oh, really? And you can listen <laughs> you to Bill difference? Evans post-heroin. Okay. Yes, and, well, and you, enough, and you can enough. hear the difference. Um, and which is a terrible thing to say, but I'm not the first one to to discuss it. It's, right, it right. was discussed in a downbeat magazine article in the mid '70s. Was like, I wonder how much of Bill's, you know, this emotional stuff that he was able to connect with was related to the was related to his heroin use. And that's it's it's a it can be a tool, and you can use it, but it also becomes baggage. Oh, obviously, yes, it does. We know that. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, wow, this has become the deepest. Uh, the deepest uh, that record got me high not episode. A support, I not think a surprise, ever. actually. Uh, I'm our, glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it's great. We love to explore <laughs> new things too. Let's. Uh, so let's take a little break. Let's refill. We'll refill our coffee. You could refill your uh, your wine. Uh, what, what are you drinking? We're, what yeah. what, what, what uh, kind of wine what are you vintage. drinking? Vintage. <laughs> uh, Hang on a second. I've got. I've got. I've got. The bottle. Children. <laughs> no, I've. Got, no, no, I, I drink. Actually, you know, I, I just had a tiny cup of wine just to okay, just celebrate Nico. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, you know, it's an interesting discussion. All that that one about uh, you know uh, drugs and abstinence is very. It's huge for all of us. And yeah, I, you know, yeah, I've right. been. I, I spent a decade drinking really heavily. Mm-hmm. These days, I drink very, very, very little. I've just had a cup to sort of celebrate. Right. Yes. It's a, it's a glass of French red. No judgment. Um, no judgment. And no, no, <laughs> uh, no. It actually genuinely was a, a symbolic thing. Right. Right. To, right. To drink, to raise a glass to Nico. Yeah, raise a glass uh, to Nico. Of course. I, yeah. And um, uh, I haven't said that. I've lost my train of thought. But I, I found, um, you know, I, as I was saying, I, I keep bringing it back to this subject. Uh, I, you know, I meditate and. That's that's what gets me high these days, and that's what gives me the altered state to find oh, okay. nice. to find nice. to find the crazy stuff. You certainly, know, to find the certainly stuff that, uh, preferable to the um, yes to, to the H or to do a drinking yourself into a stupor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think a lot of us are doing that these days because you know it's it's so documented, and and you do have to possibly go through it a little bit to find your way out the other side yes yep. uh, but but you know the most important thing to me other than my beautiful family is my art and I have to be able to connect to it and and um you know I, I've, it's taken me a long way to find the route but I've, I've 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 found it and it doesn't involve it certainly doesn't involve um Drugs or alcohol at this point in my life. Good. Well, that's good. Good for you. Yes. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to refill All right, let's my take coffee. A, yeah. Let's take a little break. You just hang <laughs> on there. We'll be back in a minute with more of uh, Katie Jane Garside. We're talking about Nico, the Marble Index. We'll be back in a minute. That record got me high sponsored by this tomorrow. A webcomic on the World Wide Web at www.isthistomorrow.com. Do I need to spell it out for you? I just did. Didn't I? Try and keep up. Is this tomorrow is trying to help you out, man? And you've just got to let them. They're trying to help you get your thoughts straight. Your thoughts have been all messed up lately. You got in with some bad people. They have their own TV station. They suck you in, just like all the others. It's like candy, bit addictive, and bad for your brain. So Woody and Kelly are trying to help you get off that stuff, man. 
Can you dig it? It's bad shit. You need some good shit. So whenever you feel like getting better, you can go to isthistomorrow.com. That's www.isthistomorrow.com. People are worried about you. Don't wait too long. There's a point of no return, and you never know where that is until you're past it. It's like a black hole for your mind. Nobody wants that. Remember, it's this. Tomorrow.com All right, we are back. This is That Record Got Me High. We are talking at Katie Jane Garside, all the way up. Where are you again in uh, in England exactly? I'm in Cornwall, Cornwall in southeast England, looking out to sea. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, see, I couldn't have said it. It wouldn't have sounded as no. nice if I said mm-hmm. it. Uh, and we're talking about Nico, the Marvel Index. Um, so now we get a song, Facing the Wind. Uh, yeah, this one, this one... Got to, I mean, this record, these songs on here kind of get under your skin, they, right? They do, indeed, they do. And yeah, this one really got under my skin. Let's listen it's to a not little a, bit of it's face. It's not a record that's an. It's really a record for entertainment's sake. I like it. It depends on what you find interesting and what you find entertaining. But if you find sort of self discovery and looking at yourself something that's worthwhile doing, it's it's a record for you. But if you want something to just sort of chill out and relax with, it's not gonna it's not gonna provide that for sure. Maybe not, and not at at a party. If you're having a party, don't put it on <laughs> no. necessarily. Well, it depends on the party. But Katie, yes, if you had a party mm-hmm. at Katie Jane's house, she'd probably throw it on. Okay, in right. yeah. All right, let's yeah, just do a little I bit would. of. <laughs> I'd make everyone sit there. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. And then lecture them. Is yeah, it really a I party would. then? That's the question, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of party. <laughs> All right, let's just do a little bit of facing the wind. Find a meaning for the name. So, Katie Jane, let me ask you what, do you, what do you think when she's saying, when did it begin, why am I not facing the wind? And then she talks about my mother and my brother are facing the wind. Why are they facing the wind? What, what do you think, what is she saying with this? I think she's saying um, that people are, these people are able to function. Yeah, right. They, they, are, they are able to do life without questioning the, the 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 extraordinary premise that they're 
our eyes awake and solid ground under the feet. And I think she can't, she can't accept that. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. As she has to question it. That's she can't face it. She can't, she can't just get on the automated conveyor belt. Right. Right. That's, that's rolled out. Um, that uh, humanity and sort of herd mentality uh, cruises on by with, really. And I think she 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 is looking under the floorboards. She's looking for answers. She can't just go that way. I think that's what she's saying. Yeah, and like, I, I think she's probably always felt that's the thing she felt like that uh, her life that she was different because she had an artist. She had the soul of an artist, and she, like you said, she was she yeah. was but she was questioning sure. thing, questioning, and then her, her fam- where she came but from and everything. Norm. It wasn't that. No. And yeah. facing the wind, I also for me. There's a nautical sort of analogy as well, where if you're if the wind is blowing and you have to go into the wind with a with this like if you're in a sailboat, mm-hmm. you have to tack yeah. and you do have to face into the wind and you have mm-hmm. to you have to navigate uh, forward using what's you know what's being presented, and if not, you're just going to be blown about or blown the opposite direction, um, and that's what's happening to her. Her. Her, they're able to get there. I'm just going to use to say the phrase. They're, they're able to get on with it, and she's not. Um, you know, most people just kind of get on with it without looking too much at the mechanics of what's going on. That you're a, you know, you're a, a, a an organism that uses acid to create fuel to continue living, and you know, mm-hmm. burns oxygen. That's just not something that people want to think about. They want to, you know, think about mm. um, something nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. And, and I she, think there's she, some. I know she can't do that. She obviously, you know, and I. Most of us are able to. I mean, I I know how to get on with it, and how to you know do my day and do the things I have to do to be. Just function and she, get she along. Had harder, she had a harder time. I think. With it. Maybe, I think yeah, some people did. can't do that, and I don't think. I think she was one of those people that just was not able to put those things away. You know. Yeah, I I, I agree, and I, I I'm I'm with her. I've I've just been very fortunate in in the way my minus mine's yeah. rolled out. Yeah. It's accommodated that for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's even you know. Uh, it's it's very uh, subsistent, uh, but very uh, low level. But you know, we can carry on. T- we can put food in our mouths. We it, get paid. It, exactly. That's exactly um, right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we get to the next track here. This this is a this one is very hard to unpack for me. I had trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I I find this one difficult. Too, I don't think you. Actually. I don't. Maybe it's not meant to. It's very. I think it's just like ab- abstract poetry, and it's mm. just you take it as a mm. whole. But it's probably not meant to be uh, unpacked. But that's what we do on the show. We oh, try I, to unpack things. I, I wanted so to say <laughs> one one thing about facing the wind before we go on to Julius Caesar. Is that the piano playing in that, the John Cale piano in that, is very much John Cale piano. And I was, I, it's exactly like um, the opening piano chords of a song on one of his solo records, you know, three or four years down the line. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, ex- it's exactly there. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, it's a, that's, that's right. the John Cale piano style. Right. All right. So I, I found. Do you mind if I just? I ahead. just found that the that the chaos that they get from the 
from those acoustic instruments. It sounds like it's all acoustic to me, that that one. Yeah. And just that layer, layering of that, ah, oh, it's just uh, uh, sublime, you know. I just want to uh, be pushed over by that. Yeah, no, it's it just, is. It's like a sublime... Uh, a cacophony, right? Yeah, it's it's it is. Yeah. It is. It's again that undoing. It's like sound bath. It's undoing the brain and right. all its presets. I mm. just, I just, just adore it. Isn't it crazy? You adore it, but then some people will just hear that and oh, they no. just go run screaming. Yeah, no, they no, hate no. it. Yeah. Mm. So I guess there's a, you know, there's a barrier to entry for uh, <laughs> for a lot of great art. You know, there is. Yeah. We talked about that with. We, um, we did. We just we talked about it with the Jefferson Airplane record, which is going to be actually. That's right, yeah. Um, in the past, now yeah, we're yeah. all screwed up. But <laughs> <laughs> any, let's listen to let's a bit of uh, Julius Caesar, Memento Odi. And it's what a lily fields, white and green, grows a tree. And from the tree hang apples, not for you. It matters more than it did before To see the east voyaging through True hearts of dooms Some assault caravans of fools As he pauses for reply To sing the songs again He sways to kiss the horizontal ground And from the ground a dove rises now, there, this definitely, for me, harkens back to uh, something like Black Angel's Death Song of the Velvet Underground. Oh, yeah. Where it's got that vibe. It, it, where it's a um, poetry over a... And Kayla's doing that. He's providing that viola underpinning where in the Velvet Song, obviously, there's uh, loud electric instruments. Guitars, yeah, yeah, also, but yeah. And Black Angel's Death Song has the same sort of free-flowing imagery uh, that this does. And I, I'm sure that Nico was affected by being, you know, in that group and being with Lou Reed, being with this person who was just an uh, uh, you know, extremely gifted artist um, and what he was able to do. It's got the clo- it does it's got the closest this record has to a like a hook chorus when she's got the the mer- yeah, mer- does, memory part. It's kind of like yeah, yeah that's kinda of like a, a chorus, which there's not much of on this record, but yeah, that is that. Um Yeah. And again I I I I i I'm sort of grasping a little at straws. I, I love it and it's beautiful, but I, I think it's the hero's journey again. It's 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 you know the or the fool's journey really was they're both the same thing. Oh right, right. Uh, where it's 
The lyrics and the music and and the sound of her voice—that's what it presents is a feeling of being yeah. alone and, and alone. And, and what else can you? What other record can you compare this to, though? What other? That's a thing. It's very hard to. It's not something you could say. Oh, it's like this. It's like that. It's something that. Well, I would a say the kind of vibe that this record presents in a rock context would be Joy Division, where you have oh, someone okay, who okay. is someone who is. Um, unable to get on with it and they're yeah. just they have to confront this solitude that is just their omnipresent solitude which we all in some way try and push away the fact that we are yeah. our lives are we are universes unto ourselves and we do come together and we are together with each other but at the end of the day, you go home and you lay down in bed, you close your eyes, and it's just you. Yeah, yeah. To be form, that's why I wrote about it, uh, to be form fixed, to be form and fixed in place is an agony for her. Yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on ah. All right, and now we get um, for, some of these. Uh, some of these, uh, I, I feel like um, I sort of get the feeling because I know she grew up in uh, Germany, and uh, maybe sort of describing her experiences and her youth in Germany. And I get that vibe from this next one here. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Frozen Warnings. <laughs> Frozen warnings close to mine Close to the frozen borderline Frozen warnings close to mine Close to the frozen borderline Numberless reflections Rises a smile from your eyes Into mine Frozen warnings close to mine Close to the frozen borderline Really, really beautiful. Chills, right? You get fantastic. Goosebumps. Kale was the perfect foil for her for this for yeah. this yeah. album. Yeah, he really was. And I'm sure that the I I, I might have read that you know the she had a um, the record company you know was when presented with this were <clears throat> didn't exactly you know they don't exactly know what to do with it because. 
the A and R people are definitely going to go. Yeah. But we don't hear a single. <laughs> Where's the single? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it's it's a modern class. It's a it's it's it falls in the maybe it might have been more widely noticed in the classical world if it had been presented yeah, that way. Because actually, I was just I was reading over like reviews. Like now, uh, of course, like a lot of records we do later on, uh, people, people go, revisit it. Oh, oh yeah, it's great. But yeah. it got it got horrible I'm reviews sure back then. So many of these like in Rolling Stone and stuff. You know, they just said it's garbage. You know, and they don't just, have any mm. way of because they don't have anything to compare it no to. No frame of reference. Yeah. If they have no right. frame of reference, they're not going to bother to try and construct one or try to do the effort it's just you know yeah. uh, okay we got some more records to listen to let's just you know yeah. we'll slag this one and then move on to something that's easy like you know the monkeys vanilla fudge did that new <laughs> vanilla fudge come out yet not that there's anything wrong with either of those things <laughs> no the vanilla but, fudge or the monkeys, but it's not Nico. something like this that just is, is it's not gonna be it's not easily digestible or easily it's, it's not gonna fare well but even if this was released today, it would. It, I, I mean, people would. I, I think it would. It would. Uh, it would get. It would find its way. Actually, it would be appreciated. Yeah. But it could have been released today. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You know? There's no. No. It's there's so no, timeless. Yeah, it's no. like a. Cha- it's like a channeling yeah. between the two people. Yeah. Uh, it's. I do I find it a really phenomenal. Work. You know, time, timeless. No, because piece of it art. is. It's. There's. It's a work of art. It's not. It's and, not on the and, same. And the sound, you can't pin the sound like, oh, it was recorded oh, no. in the 60s, nothing. 70s. There's nothing. No. Yeah, like you no. said, it could have yeah. come out right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. A lot of, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get, so the, the closer uh, uh, of the record, of the original proper record, was this next song. And uh, Midnight Winds Are Landing at the End of Time. Let's listen to a little bit of Evening of Light. End of Time. A true story wants to be mine, a true story wants to be mine. The story is telling a true lie, the story is telling a true lie. Mandolins are ringing to his fire. Mandolins are ringing to his fire singing. Midnight winds are landing at the end of time. Midnight winds are landing at the end of time. So two lines that jump out to me here. She says, a, a true story wants to be mine. The story is telling a true lie. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, this, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I guess is it, it just comes off so sad to me, though. There's just such yeah. a tragic this is a, this is <laughs> beauty not, this to is, it all. Yeah, this is a tragic, this is a, the sound of a, that's why I, I, I did say what I said about her. And her, I, the fact I that wonder she's if a, she thought it was so trash. I wonder if she felt it was, though, or if she just felt 
uh, cathartic, more like it was uh, cathartic, and uh, maybe maybe it's not even meant to be so tragic. I don't I, think it's tragic. Right? I don't yeah, no, I didn't think. Well, it's universal. <laughs> it's okay. It's not tragic in the sense of um, personal, but it's tragic in the in the sense of a universal sense of isolation and longing that I think we all have down deep inside that she just brings up and says, okay, well, here it is. And this is, this is the sound of that. Um, but she finds the beauty for that. Well, you, uh, yeah, yeah. Where, where, so she is, you know, because her union is within being, is within the song, within the artist. Yeah. So, so it's the, it's the mind that can't land. But the but the song does. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I I I think I think she's entirely, uh, um, for want of a better word, su- successful. There. Oh yeah. And her voice, she has so much sweetness in her voice where she talks about the ch- children are jumping in the <laughs> <Yeah>. evening light, <laughs> and she also talks about the dragonfly. The dragonfly comes in there. Right, uh, which is is illusion. She, all is illusion. Maya, you know, she's. I just. I think she's. She's. She's the goddess. She's. She's witness. You know that. <laughs> right. Which is a. Which is a burden. It's, yeah, it's but she's holding it all in her hands. Yeah, she's holding it all. Yeah. Beautif- beautifully, you know. Uh, and musically, and, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go musically, on. Musically, it's. It's John, it's Kale, I believe, playing, maybe it is a, some sort of stringed instrument through an, an echo that is looping on itself. And um, underneath there's a viola that's very subtle underneath there that's providing um, sort of a darker undercurrent to the, um, the, the looping uh, instrument sounds. But that um, there's an ambient artist named Laraji, who, oh, yeah, who right, Laraji, yeah. his sound is very similar to what Kale is doing here. And Kale had a, a, had a history with um, drone music and music that was very repetitive. And um, with Lamont Young and in the, in, the, in, the, in the 60s. So he's not just someone who's, uh, who's uh, coming at this, you know, stumbled on this accidentally. He really has mm. a there's really an underpinning of an actual philosophy and a sound that's at work okay. here. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I come at it completely unschooled with no... In, in, I, I love that no... too. My favorite, too. My yeah, favorite, too, Katie, my favorite <laughs> Some of my favorite music is made by people who are, you know, just pick up an instrument and start doing what they do. And that's mm. uh, there's a beauty to no, that it's, too. No, it's... it's, it's it, that's fascinating, though. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, John Cale et al. Who's so still, who's, you, uh, uh, one of, who's with, still with us, thankfully. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. now, Katie Jane, were you ever a big... I know you say you're not a big record, you don't have a record collection or everything, but were you a Velvet Underground fan at all, or just... Uh, just I, uh, I think... No, I've, I've, I've come to appreciate them... Uh, um, you know, much more as I've got older. I still, I'm not, I haven't, you know, I've only heard things in passing. Right. Because I really, I, it's just the way it's panned out for me. I, I think, um, I, I, I always 
or always also adored Iggy, obviously. Mm, um, yeah. But again, I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't. I haven't studied anyone. Right. Uh, <laughs> or or indulged really not right. not terrifically um, in anyone. Uh, I just. I, yeah, it's just. Well, you're uh, too busy making your own stuff, making your own music. Yeah, though, there's certainly is, nothing. Which is great. There's nothing wrong with. I, I don't. I'll be frank. I don't listen to a lot of other podcasts because I don't necessarily <laughs> want to be uh, uh, See, influenced. I do. I listen to a lot. Rob does. It is, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Don't want to. Don't want to be because I'm also. I do. I sort of absorb everything. I'm a magpie, so I'll just and I'll, end up I'll, right. I'll yeah. do something and steal yeah, yeah. it without realizing it. Yeah. I've done <laughs> Me that. too. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll be singing so in that person's phrasing without. <laughs> realizing exactly yeah exactly yeah all right well uh thank you so much katie jane for bringing yeah. this record um it's something like i said it, uh, you know i uh, obviously i knew of nico from uh velvet underground and i and i remember hearing some of this way you know probably 30 years ago but uh to spend time with it to is spend different. time with it was really uh special and uh got a lot out of it and we really and i think you it's it. great that you brought it to us during this particular time, <laughs> we keep saying that about everything. No, it's like now in these uncertain times, I do think it gives you a chance to be because, frankly, you, I have nowhere else to be and nothing else to do and nowhere to go. So why not just be here with this with, now, uh, Nico? Yeah, wallow with uh, the Nico for a little bit. Um, all right, but uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I want to say once again, your newest project, Liar Flower. Liar, comma, flower. The new releases, Geiger Counter, and really, I'm I'm not just saying this. This is it's really good. And and there's some video. You you there, there's a a couple of videos out now of a couple of the songs that are really uh, great. Yeah. And so, yeah. where's the best for people to hear it? I know it, it's on Spotify, but they list. But where where would you like people to go to get it if they wanted to actually uh, purchase the purchase music? it? Well, there's we've done the uh, it's out out on one little independent. Records and uh, there's uh, there's limited edition vinyl there with lots of fun fun handmade things. Oh, nice. uh, so that that's there and it's I think it's coming out on you know proper release in August. But uh, or you can go to katiejanegarside.com. That's that will that will act as a portal to oh, the rest yeah, of the world. <laughs> Okay. So there you go, katiejamesgarside.com. Uh, um, yeah, thanks so much for taking yeah, the time wonderful. coming with us. This, this was, was a really totally great. unique episode. For I to- us. It was, uh, and I told Katie Jane we didn't know, we didn't talk to her, we didn't know she could have been horrible. <laughs> and she was a delight. <laughs> she may feel that way about us. Uh, yeah, but she probably as soon as she hangs up. Uh, no, thanks no. again for coming on. We really appreciate I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it both. Oh, okay. good. You I'm both glad. very much. Oh, thank glad, you. Thank you. Thank you for it. having me. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget, uh, you guys, go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh. Become a patron of the show. Uh, I don't even care what's next week, Barry. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wallow on this uh, great episode with Katie <laughs> Jane. And uh, once again, that is Barry Stock, and that is Rob Elba. We'll see you all next week. We are out. Angels will find me, recruit me, she wants me on the show, I'm considered